Hello, hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Yellow Orchid Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. It is such a privilege to have one of my very good friends, Marissa Mkise, on today's episode as we unpack the topic of being multifaceted and further discuss representation and what it means to her to be a young black woman in today's society. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. You've got your hot chocolate, your cup of coffee, or maybe even your cup of tea. You're snuggled up on the couch, the bed, or maybe you're even in the car on your way to work or to the shops. Enjoy today's episode and here's the conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank um, you for having me. I am really, really excited to have this conversation. Um, when I initially thought of having this conversation, it obviously was in a different direction, different to what is currently happening, what has been happening, but what has kind of been highlighted now in society. Um, so I wanted to shift it just a little bit, but not too much, um, but still keeping with trying to kind of speak to young women who are like-minded um, or who may want to go into a space where they don't actually know where to start, but they know that mm. they have many talents and they don't know how to hone each of them and be able to mm. practically practice each of those crafts um, in mm. a kind of productive and also just a conducive um, manner mm. for them, their lifestyles as well as to do a greater good whether that be making an income from it or teaching others um, or just for the benefit of society as a whole um, so you are one of those people who've kind of paved the way as a young woman who has done quite a lot of remarkable things and i'm really really kind of proud to know you and to be your friend so thank you so much for joining me <laughs> I'm even like, oh, who is this girl you're talking about? Me. What? <laughs> so, for anyone who may not know, who is Marissa? What do you do? And how would you package yourself, basically? I'm Marissa Mkize. I'm a 20 year old. Um, my current title is no longer my name, it's Miss Eastern Cape, which has been a weird transition to kind of like transition into. Um, I work part-time and I recently just started studying again. Um, I create content. I'm a philanthropist. I, yeah, that is just me in a nutshell. And there's so much more <laughs> to that that you didn't mention, but it's fine. It's okay. So in all that you've said, um, one overarching theme is being multifaceted. Um, you're talented in different ways and haven't really boxed yourself in, in to say that, okay, I am this one thing, I am a content creator and that's it, or I am this, or I'm just a student. Um, you've kind of, I want to say, 
figured out um, over the years that you are talented in many different ways and it's very important to be able to um, hone those different God-given talents. So what does being multifaceted mean to you? I think for me, um, it's it's not being boxed by, you know, I think society often wants to know a person just for that one thing that they did. And mm. when that thing has an expiration date, like it's over for you. Yeah. Um, I think so being multifaceted allows you to, as you evolve as a person, as you grow as a person, that each of those talents that you have also find a place within your life. So yeah. I think an example I often use with people who ask me this question is, is a diamond. I think if a diamond was just a flat a flat piece of material, it would be just a glass, you know, just be glass. Yeah. And it's, it's quite boring. I mean, we all created with, with multiple talents, which I think we should harness. And being multifaceted for me is being able to flaunt each side whenever I see fit, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think um, with that, it comes, a lot of people know that they are multifaceted, but I think at home sometimes, like, there may be like siblings or parents or like aunts and uncles who are like you just want to do all of these different things because you don't know what you want out of life you don't know what to do um so do do you think that multifaceted is kind of like a term to hide behind or it's something to evolve from and grow and become actually the best version of yourself because you have so many talents I think for me, I think it's also like you're saying, it's a cultural thing where at, at home they're like, hey, can you please pick one thing so we can support you, you know, in one thing. But I think when you are multifaceted, it's what I would think it's it's something you need to evolve from because ultimately you are a powerhouse that stands alone. Yeah. Because you're able, for example, like with you, I'll take you as an example. You're able to edit audio, you're able to edit video, you're able to take your own pictures. You don't necessarily have to rely on third party people. To create your powerhouse as it is and whenever people step in in future it's like they kind of have to know what to do because you already know how to do it yeah. so i think it's something you definitely need to evolve from and i think parents or guardians cousins should should encourage kids not to be one-dimensional especially in the current like world that we live in i think it's very important that you you are able to adapt and evolve wherever you see fit and i think people have strong suits and something my uncle would often say to me when I was growing up is you know you can't be a jack of all trades because you're going to be a master at none and you know that saying is a saying just like anything else but I think it depends on you what you affirm over your life and I never took it as that like when he said that to me I was like watch me be watch me be a master at everything I'm about to do you know watch me because you can't box people and be like okay because you're doing so many things you actually don't know what you want to do because it's going to all come together it's gonna come together at the end of the day and when it unfolds you'll realize that oh flip like all of the things that i'm good at actually are not separate entities but are actually a part of one big story or one big picture yeah you know yeah yeah that's very very true i i know i've also heard that i think like what you were saying it is a very cultural thing because i've also heard that phrase a lot of times um and i think it's very very important now that we are moving into a more of um i want to say a progressive time um for people to kind of understand that it's not about people wanting to just do all sorts of things and whatever and confuse people 
and and say mm-hmm. that oh no i don't know what i'm doing i'm so overwhelmed and blah, blah blah no it's not about being overwhelmed it's not about not knowing what to do it's about the fact that you are blessed with so many different talents and those talents are working for different purposes it's not to say that because i'm good at singing or editing videos um creating content um or maybe i'm also a great cook um it's not to say that because i'm good at all of these things now i'm kind of messed up in my head and i'm like oh flip i don't know what to do so let me do them all and see what happens in the end no it's just to say that i'm so good at all of these things these things can produce different things for different times for different people um and for different feelings within yourself as well cuz a lot of people who are good at cooking they may not be like chefs in their lifetime but maybe their cooking is used to de-stress it's used to um share with other people share recipes with other people and helps other people in different ways um creating content also helps people in different other ways um giving advice to people um and things like that and i think it's very important um for especially those who came before us to kind of understand that yes they lived in a different time things worked differently where you had to go to varsity and you had to choose this one thing had to all into this one career path and then you got married had like your family and all of that stuff and you it was kind of just linear and not to say that now it isn't like following a linear path but I think there's more possibilities yes. now so yeah um I highly agree with you um on that and then with just um that as well I think there's also this big stress on that um you need to go to school to be able to learn a certain skill to be able to get the certain job um and in mm-hmm. your opinion do you think that like a tertiary education is really like very important like an integral part to one's success in life No, I uh, actually I remember reading something um my like my life choices were circumstantial so I wasn't able to in it like in the beginning go to tertiary mm. education like get my tertiary education um and I remember in my first year out of school reading something where it said um the real graduation of a a black man or female currently is the day that they make it out of their circumstance it's not yeah. necessarily like a degree at hand so I personally from my experience don't think that it's crucial in success i think hard work is always the the crucial part harnessing a skill learning something whether it be inside the classroom or outside of one that will give you success but i don't necessarily think tertiary is like integral if you have the privilege to go i mean go for it but if your circumstances don't align and you yourself are confident that uh uh-uh, you don't need this thing take that risk take that yeah. risk you don't you honestly don't know what's on the other side that's my honest opinion yeah it's it's been said in a lot um of just documentaries stories books um and quotes as well um it's it's been said a lot that um being a black female is like a superpower um but in recent times as we know um it's more of like a, a like frightening thing to be a black female nowadays um more than it is like a strong suit um as much as a lot of us are still like empowered to be um young black females in this day and age mm-hmm. it is still something now that we're kind of more wary of um but as a young black female who has paved the way for so many people um what has your life and you being a black young female in this day and age how has that shaped all of your um 
kind of life experiences basically and um all of that you've achieved and what you've done in your life um that could be good it could be bad circumstances um how has that kind of shaped who you are today um and what you've achieved and what you've done in your life so i think firstly being being black from the jump like from primary school days is is an uncomfortable you basically put in an uncomfortable body on earth because one, you're not accepted for who you are and who you are representing as a whole and what you were created to be. So I think one of the the greatest things that have, it was the saddest thing growing up because I didn't feel like I fit in or I'm represented enough or there's not enough like array of black women I could look up to that I can relate to. It was kind of like, there's just a standard. It's just Naomi Campbell and that's it, you know? Yeah. So I think the the biggest thing I've had to learn and that, was difficult is to fight fight through everything like fight for your blackness fight for your feminine rights you know fight for the fact that you deserve a spot so that fighting spirit seems so exhausting in the beginning but it's it's really paid off because i'm able to in turn in a couple of years look back and be like okay i also fought, i also form part of an array of women that girls younger than me can look up to and yeah. can relate to because we all have different stories you know so as much as it's sad that we were never really represented growing up, that fighting spirit allowed me to be where I am now to be a representation, I think. And just being told constantly, not even like verbally, like you can't do it, but there's not enough resources for you. There's not enough space for you. There's not enough, you know, acceptance for you. There's not enough love for you. It's a constant affirmation you get growing up as a black female. Like it's constant, it becomes normal almost that, okay, cool. I need to sort of mold myself into something I'm not so that I can get the okay from people. So fighting through that makes you even love yourself more now. So I don't think I'll change anything, but I'll change it for young black girls coming up that they don't have to go through that uncomfortable um, shift in life that we had to go to go through. And so I think, yeah, the fighting thing, the fight, just fighting through life constantly like fighting through the mirror looking at yourself in the mirror and questioning your hair or your complexion it's just something that has been really heavy from a young age like your language you know things like that um but i'm also grateful that that fighting spirit allows me to continue fighting now um and it's made me stronger it's made me push past those adversities so i feel like more things are possible now even though those things were intended to break me down like more things are possible now, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I think um, fighting is probably like the best way to describe it. Cause I think for me, my form of fighting was the different things that I did do growing up. Um, like yeah. public speaking. Um, I dabbled in modeling. I have no idea why, but I really loved it. So I did it. Um, trying my hand at sport, um, doing all sorts of different things, being really good at just like um, speaking in general, orals and stuff like that in class, um, reading all the time, um, and then finding my voice through blogging um, and then yeah. creating um, content and videos. I think that was my fighting. It was always a thing of seeing other people doing it who weren't like me um, physically. Um, and just saying to myself, you know, um, a lot of people who may not be like me are doing great things, but I can do that as well. Um, and just 
not even like trying to one up someone or saying that I will be better than whoever. It's just finding my own voice and knowing that, you know what, I can do this and I'm really good at it and I really enjoy doing it. Um, not to say that um, just because you are different than me and just because I'm different to you, we can't enjoy the same things. Um, and that was kind of like my fight, I guess. Um, just mm-hmm. getting to a point where I myself can accept that I am different, but that doesn't mean that I have to be completely different in everything that I do. It, it, it's not to say that I can't do what you're doing. It's not to say that I can't be good at what you're good at type of thing. And for me, I, I think for me also, because I went to um, an all girls school and obviously and like majority was of, I, I, I don't even know what's politically correct anymore. Um, <laughs> majority was caucasian um obviously um so it it's just a thing of obviously you you're in an environment where you are going to be mixing with a lot of people who are different to you um and you are going to be picking up certain things that are not particularly of your culture or 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 things that you find very fascinating because you you don't really know them um and you want Mm -hmm. to kind of get to see like oh, okay, will this suit me? Will I be able to do this? Will I be able to wear this? Will I be able to type of thing? Um, And it's kind of just learning how to adapt to certain things and grow out of them. I think I've only now in my adulthood started to unlearn certain things that I learned when I was younger um, that I didn't actually understand were not good for me and not in like a, a a deeply oppressive way, but it's that yeah, it's slow just, oppression that gets yeah. you. It's like those the it little is. things that you don't realize are actually oppressing yeah. you that get to you later on yeah. in life. No, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying, honestly. Because I think in school especially, like you're trying to find yourself and people are already finding themselves because society accepts most people. And as a black female, it doesn't really um, accommodate you. So I think you adapt a lot of things that you're seeing because, you know, that's the normal. And then unlearning all of that can become like a, a wake up call. Like, what? Was I not Was I not fully accepting who I am? Was I mm. like blindsided? What's going on? Yeah. So then in, in knowing all of this and being in the process of um, kind of unlearning and realizing what would you then say to 15-year-old Marissa, knowing what you do know now? So I would tell her to be who she is 100%. And the dreams that she has are, are going to come true even way, way sooner than she thinks they are. And it's going to come as soon as she accepts herself. That's like the biggest lesson. If I could sit next to myself today, I would 15-year-old Marissa, I would literally just tell her, it's okay it's okay to feel different and that's going to be your greatest superpower. The fact that you are feeling uncomfortable, the fact that you are feeling different means that you're about to be a pioneer of some sort. Mm. And I I think I I recently learned this lesson is like, okay, certain things are uncomfortable because maybe you're supposed to be one of the first in your, in your peer group to do it, you know, and there's not really a blueprint on how to do it. You just need to do it, you know, mm. and it's okay. Like, don't look for that extra validation or that extra, like, okay, that girl did it so I can do it. Just do it. That's what I tell myself. Just do it. 
So then, um, now that we are kind of, well, I don't even want to say we're in lockdown because I'm not entirely sure, are we still in lockdown? Because the world is kind of open now. Um, but how has that kind of shifted your multifacetedness, I guess? Has, has it kind of made it evolve um, or has it kind of repressed it a little where you're feeling like there are certain things that you can't do anymore or you don't kind not feel like doing in in a way that you don't want to do them, but you feel like mentally and emotionally and just physically you aren't able to, how has lockdown affected the different aspects of your life and your career? Um, I think it allowed me, lockdown was obviously mentally, it was draining because it's something I didn't expect to happen. So I think for the first two weeks, I was kind of just not doing much, if I'm being quite honest, not doing much just staying in touch with family. But I think in terms of my skills, it's it's honestly helped me evolve and given me that nudge to say, hey, some of the things that you put off are not necessarily meant to be put off. Like just do them, you know? And don't be don't be afraid. I had to keep reminding myself, don't be afraid that people only see you as this. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid. Like explore completely, wholly and fully, like you have enough time to do that. And I think, yeah, it's helped me evolve. It's helped me evolve, learn what kind of style of editing I like to do, learn what kind of, you know, words I want to read for myself, you know. And Mm. yeah, just trying to figure myself out. But I think it's helped me evolve more than anything, really. That's really good. Um, And on evolving, um, you also started a new platform um, called The Chatterbox. Um, What is that all about? Um, Obviously, because I'm your friend, I'm always going to back you and support you and create a way for you to shamelessly plug yourself. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think it's it's such a a great platform, um, not just for young women, but for everyone um, in society. So do you want to kind of share a little bit about that and your process in creating it? Yeah. Um, the Chatterbox is, is a birth child of lockdown, which is why I'm saying like, you know, time alone and time apart from everything else has helped me evolve. I've always been told that I talk too much or I talk a lot or like just give people a chance, like just keep quiet, you know? And I was like, but I don't have to necessarily keep quiet. I can channel that in a way where people can and want to listen to what I'm saying. And I think, the conversations I often have with friends, like you would know this, they are never ending and they're so insightful. Whenever I bounce off um, a conversation with someone, I always find that I, I really enjoy my personality. I genuinely enjoy meaningful conversations with people um, that one, either I learn from or the other person learns from. So I think the chatterbox was a birth child of that. Me talking a lot and me wanting to share what I think and my thought processes during lockdown and the things that I think are important to speak about and just making a platform for us to be there. Like it's sort of like a talk show, but you know, at a distance, um, just to talk about anything and everything. I didn't want it to be a place where like, okay, we're only going to talk about relationships and, you know, social issues. I wanted it to be anything and everything that I find important. Um, Yeah. So that's the chatterbox. So one last thing before we end off. Um, I, 
have come to really, really love music. Well, I've, I've always loved music, but I've come to really, really love music. Um, also, owing to the fact that MK is a producer, so music yes. has just become a big part of life right now. Um, so from you, what is one song that you listen to when you really need to get stuff done? Just that one song that you always put on first. It's always Boss um, by Beyonce and Jay-Z. Sure, I love that song. Like from the jump, it's my, it's actually my alarm, like my alarm ringtone. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I personally struggle with waking up, so I really need that extra pump. But it's definitely boss. Like it literally starts by just telling you, "I'm a boss, ain't nothing to it. I'm a boss. That's it. Like that's yes. all you need to know for the to a boss. There's nothing to it. Don't add any excuses to the day. Just do it. Get up. That's who you are." And it always gets me pumped whether I'm feeling like I'm not or whether I feel like I am. It just reminds me like every single time. Just love it. And that is the best way to end that off. Thank you so much. (laughs) Pleasure. You know, I could talk for hours. I really could. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Um, And I can't wait to see more episodes of The Chatterbox. And I'm so excited that you can also just listen to the audio of it. Um, and yeah. you can play it in the car. But I'm yeah. I'm really really excited about your platform, and I'm really excited about your Miss Eastern Cape journey. Honestly, sure. um, wow, you've done a lot, my friend. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm just thinking now. Wow, actually, I feel honored. Honestly, I really feel honored. I feel like this has been a long time coming. I always imagined you having like a radio frequency. Honestly. Like I thought, you know, Yellow Orchid Child FM, something oh, like that. Oh, wow. So really? <laughs> well, one day it will be like on an actual FM and we'll listen to it on the radio. We are yes. speaking it into existence. And nothing to it. You will boss, girl. Yes. I'm going to do it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you found it fruitful. If you would like to follow Marissa's journey further, please do follow her on her social media platforms, which will be linked in the description of this podcast episode, as well as my social media platforms if you're not following already. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day, incredible rest of your week, and I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye.